What's your risk number? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners, welcome home. This is Mason Engler of the Down East Wood Ducks, and you're listening to the Range Report. This is the Ranger Report podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and CJ Berryman. Louis Angel, you come from a family of MLB players. How excited were you to to get signed and start your MLB journey? Obviously, you did it at a very young age. At age 16 is when you signed, correct? Yeah. Bueno, primero un orgullo ver a mis primos, a la familia jugar al béisbol, eso me motiva a también hacer lo mismo que ellos. He said, first of all, just growing up, watching his cousins and his family play, uh, that was like a sense of pride for him and also like motivation daily to do the same things they were doing. So how much did it help that your brother was already in America playing ball when you got selected by the Rangers? He says he's, he's not, not so sure because when his brother was uh, playing minor league ball, he was focused on on his work back home and and kind of his thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, you know, I, I understand that completely. So, it, it's been quite a transition. How do you feel this year so far, playing at a single A ball? You look like you're having a really good season. Que se imagina que ha sido una transición jugando ahora una temporada larga. Que cómo te sientes en tu primera temporada larga, temporada larga. Que por los números eso parece que estás teniendo buena temporada. Me, me siento bien contento de estar aquí en esta temporada este también me siento bien porque primera vez mi primer año con fanático y es la que me gusta cuando me apoya cuando estoy dentro del terreno he said he's, he's happy to be at the full season one because he knows this is a step in his career but secondly in front of uh, fans every night um, he says that's like added motivation when, when the fans are there, like cheering and, and cheering them on. All right. And obviously your brother's an outfielder, but uh, you're playing infield. Uh, would you rather play shortstop or second base? Does it matter? And who do you kind of model your game after? Tu hermano mayor es outfield. Tu estás jugando Ciora ahora. Prefieres jugar Ciora, prefieres jugar segunda. Y la primera pregunta y la segunda pregunta. Como, con quién tú ves que tú modelas tu juego, como que un ejemplo. Me, me gusta el cielo esto. 
Yo, yo, me, yo me veo como un cierto. So I like to play shortstop. I see myself as a shortstop. Yeah, and he's a good one. Um, does I know the Rangers, and I don't know if you know this. I know I've heard rumors that they might try to try him in the outfield. Have they done that at all? And is he comfortable playing in the outfield? Pero escuchado rumores, estamos preguntando para mí. Escuchado rumores de que si que a lo mejor iba a jugar a outfield y que se siente se siente cómodo jugando a outfield. Yo voy a contestar esta para que sepa lo voy a decir que no que tú eres cierre. Que yo no me siento cómodo. I'll answer this first, and then he can go from the the Ranger part. Yes, sir. Oh, we see him as a shortstop in the dirt, playing and saving runs in the middle, and then I'll, I'll let him answer the second one. Yo le digo, te vemos como un cierre, un tipo que va a salvar carrera jugando en el medio del terreno. Y si tú quieres que responder a eso también. No, no me, no me gusta. He said, I feel good playing shortstop. Uh, I don't like playing the outfield. I don't feel good playing the outfield. Good answer. Good answer. Yes, sir. Uh, so how hard was it not not playing in 2019 with the, the COVID pandemic and getting back into the, th the swing of things in 2021? Obviously, a uh, young player and uh, just signed to come play over here, and then all of a sudden it gets you know taken away from you. So um, what, did, what kind of things did you do in that year off? I know you, you – Followed, you went around with uh, Ronald a little bit. Is that correct? Habla un poquito del del año de la pandemia. Que cuán difícil fue tu firmar, estar listo para pasar por la pandemia. Cuán difícil fue eso para ti. Cómo pasaste el año y qué cosas hiciste durante el año de la pandemia. Este, de verdad que eso fue un un día un, un año muy difícil. No jugar, este, no no practicábamos como, como queríamos practicar. Este, también me, me estuve preparando mejor pa, para el año siguiente y aquí estoy dando lo mejor de mí. He said it was, it was a difficult year. Um, the practice kind of environments weren't ideal. Um, but at the same time, he... he Reap the benefit feels like he reaped the benefits of the kind of the the year, if you will, like training and practicing um, as hard as he could to get ready for this year. Yo, en cuando comenzó la pandemia, yo me fui para donde mi hermano, para Atlanta, y también se iba para la Grandes Ligas y comencé a entrenar con como si Albi. He said when the when the shutdown happened, um, he was training with with his uh, his other older brother Ronald, uh, also trained with Alzi Alves and and Camargo of the Braves. Um, they worked out in Atlanta, and once their season kind of got going and and kind of minor league activity started, he went to and, and participated in in it uh, in Arizona. So that was kind of his year in the pandemic. All right. Well, at what age did you know that you had the talent to play baseball professionally? Like, I know you were drafted at 16, but at what age did you think, I can do this for a living? Saben que firmaste joven a los 16, pero a qué edad tú ya sabías y tenías la confianza de que yo puedo ser pelotero. Cuando, como a los 15 años que yo entrenaba, y yo oía a mis primos y decía, 
Yo estaba allá, que tengo que hacer yo para allá. Y yo a los 15, 16, ya, ya me sentía que fui a jugar. He said about 15 years old, uh, he, knew he, could, he knew he could play. He said he would see his cousins when he was younger, and they were already playing. He's like, man, what do I got to do to play and be like them? And he said once he hit about 15 years old, like he knew he could, he knew he had what it took. Wow, I thought I could play pro when I was 15 too, and then at age 18, <laughs> I realized I couldn't. <laughs> Um, Carlos, this is for you. Um, I know low A ball is especially tough coming off the pandemic because you have all these guys that didn't have that one year of ball um, in 2020. So what's it been like for you? And obviously with the changes in the minor leagues, in the minor leagues and not having that short season, You know, these new draftees, it's going to be kind of hard to place them. So what's that kind of been like for you? I'm sure it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. I think it's been hard in general for kind of everybody in the game and all the teams. Um, I thought the Rangers, I thought we did a great job of kind of keeping our guys going as much as we possibly could during the pandemic, um, kind of knowing where, where they were at. And also the Fall Developmental League, uh, I guess more commonly known as Instructs, So that was kind of a good segue into into the season. As far as the the makeup of the league and, and coming off a year, we knew it was going to take a little time for guys to settle in, um, kind of especially with as young as we are um, here with the Wood Ducks. You know, we'll take a little bit of adjusting, but we're really happy where we're at uh, halfway through the year um, and guys adjusting to the league and, and continuing to mature as, as uh, you know, as ballplayers and professionals and young men. You know, my, I'm going to translate that for Luis just so he knows. Ellos me preguntaron cómo me siento mañando después de un año de la pandemia, después de todo lo que pasó y los peloteros que tenemos. Yo les dije que básicamente que fue un año difícil para todos envuelto en el juego, pero que se hizo todo lo que se pudo durante la pandemia, como tú hiciste todo lo que tú pudiste, y que con el equipo tan joven como lo tenemos, este, que estamos muy eh, orgullosos de dónde estamos a mitad de temporada y cómo el grupo y los peloteros individualmente y con el grupo estamos madurando y creciendo como profesionales y como, como personas. All right, you guys have been either in first or hovering around first for pretty much the whole season. Uh, what would it mean to, to Luis and to everyone if you guys actually could finish in first and maybe win a championship down there in A-ball? Que nosotros hemos estado en primer lugar por cerca de primer lugar en, en toda la temporada. ¿Qué, se, ¿Qué significaría para ti y para el equipo si podemos seguir terminar eh, este año en primer lugar y posiblemente jugar y ganar un campeonato? La verdad que sería una emoción ver a todo el equipo este, en una final. Yo creo que nosotros tenemos que hacer lo que, lo que venimos haciendo, nuestro trabajo día a día y yo creo que hoy hay resultados, lo seguimos haciendo. Dijeron que sería mucha excitement Um, to be able to play in a, in, a, in a championship series with this club. And he says, in, in his opinion, we need to keep doing what kind of what we've been doing day in and day out. And he thinks if, if we continue that work, good results will, will come. Uh, this is going to be a question for both of you. Y'all can answer it however you want to, Carlos. Uh, he, Luis Angel, he started off um, kind of slow. And, and maybe needing to, to adjust a little bit to this game. I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of the question I'm going at is, you know, was it an adjustment for him? Because he started off slow, but then got real hot. He looks really comfortable. He had that five for five night a couple of weeks ago. 
um, once he got rolling, he's been he's been on fire, and his his speed on the base pads has shown as well. So that's got to be it's got to be a fun weapon to, to have at your disposal whenever he's on like this. I think we believed in him always, even when he was kind of adjusting and coming on. Like you guys alluded to, that that year off was was tough on everybody, and especially for for some of these young kids. And um, we think he really adjusted very quickly to the league. And ultimately, you know, this this hot month or June and July, these hot last two months, we're just seeing what what he can do. I think we're just seeing, you know, really a snapshot of who's going to be. He keeps working and approaching what he's got. El comienzo, para mí, como dijimos ahorita, el año 2020, como que se perdió terminando el juego. Y se iba a tomar un. Te pido no que todos los muchachos se agotaban. Al bobo, que si sigue. You guys asked if, if there was anything you, when he thinks back on the first month, what adjustments? Just, just need, needed that kind of that reassurance, kind of that boost of no, you know, he's gonna be fine as, as you guys seen. He's, he's All right, and uh, I'll go ahead and go with the last one. So, uh, what I was gonna ask is that does does Louis on Hill have a, a nickname? Is it just? Uh, and I saw on the website it's Jose. Is that right? Maybe they had that wrong, or maybe I read that wrong. Acuñita. Acuñita. Can you guys say that? Does anybody? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good. See, let's see if you can say it. Was it Acuñita? What was it again? Acuñita. Acuñita. Comita. Comita. It's like comida, like No, 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 no. Acuñita, Acuñita. 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 His last name, like his last name, Mañita. Okay. Acuñita. Acuñita. Okay. I was going to start calling him just L.A. L.A. está buena. No. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time today. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, it was- Best of luck, man. We hope you guys continue rolling there in down east.
Que buena suerte para ti y para el equipo también. Muchas gracias. Thank, thank you guys. All right, thanks to Luis Angel Acuna and uh, Carlos Cardoza for joining us on the podcast. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed talking to both of them, of course, you know, through a translator. But Cardoza, I really enjoyed talking to him, CJ. Absolutely. He he uh, I know it's it's not easy for for them to to get on a a podcast or any kind of interview and and do be a translator and he's also the manager so not easy but he jumped on and uh, he was real laid back made actually made that way easier for us and yep uh, was able to to answer some questions kind of for him and then on his side and and then go ahead and ask him other questions and he actually asked a question in there on top of one of our questions to make him you know, kind of make him more comfortable. So, man, much, much, much appreciated uh, of Carlos there for uh, stepping in and doing that for us so that uh, make Luis on hell feel much more comfortable. And everyone knows that we mentioned it. His brother is, is quite a famous baseball player, injured right now, but quite a good baseball player for the Atlanta Braves. And he did spend some time with him during that uh, pandemic. But he is, what, the number six prospect, I believe, for the Rangers right now. So always good to have a top ten prospect on the podcast. Absolutely. And it's, you can kind of tell, he, and I'm sure you and you and I both know it, having an older brother or, or any sibling or a family member go and do something before you do it. And then you're coming up and you're, he's actually doing the same as, as Ronald is, or Ronald was at his age. It's all the same. It's just Ronald did it first, really. Yeah. And you could tell he's like, hey, I'm trying to make a name for myself. Uh, you kind of see it in his body language again. Um, the listeners couldn't see it. You can see in his body language, he's like, I'm trying to do my own thing. He's an outfielder. I'm an infielder. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to see. He's like, I'm, I'm not under a shadow. He's proud of him. Um, very proud of him, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing too, so that it can be brothers Acuna tearing up the MLB and not just, you know, Ronald and his little brother. Yeah. And one thing I really liked was when we asked him the question, because I was reading on him coming into this interview and they, it said in several places that, he might get moved to the outfield at one point. And I really liked how both of them jumped on that and said, he's a shortstop. Even, I mean, the manager and Acuna both were like, no, I'm not comfortable in the outfield. I'm a shortstop. And he said, from the Rangers point of view, he's a shortstop. And I think when you're the number six, six prospect and you're, you know, you've got the potential he has, I like the fact that he is dead set on that is my spot. Like even when you asked him about second base as well, he's like, nope, shortstop. That's where I want to be. He shook that off, and Carlos flat out said, "No, we want him in the dirt." Yep, and he so did. That's what that's what you love to see. Number one, out of a manager, no, we want him in the dirt. I love manager speak. Yeah, me too. Um, and and yeah, it was good to hear Luis on Hill say, "Nope, um, I'm a shortstop, and and that's what we're gonna be, and that's what we're gonna do." And yeah, great to hear. I mean, the, if you look up and down the Rangers organization, and now with Justin Foskey, we'll talk about him in just a second mm-hmm. coming up, and you got second base looking really good, not just there, but. Uh, and hopefully Nick Solak's able to get it together. But at shortstop, I mean, you got competition up and down with, uh, with Louis on hell coming up yep. and, and he's gotten really, really, really hot over the, uh, the past two months as we spoke about in the interview. 
All right, and speaking of that, and thanks to those guys again, but moving up to uh, Down East 1 last night, by the way, 6-3. to three. Uh, Hickory had a slight margin of victory last night in their game. I believe it was 23-1 to, to one or 2? 20-2. 20-2. To two. That was it, 20-2. to two. Yeah, it was 20-2. to two. Uh, I was actually keeping up with that game, but Justin Foskey, who you mentioned a minute ago, was I think he was four for four or five for five with two home runs and eight or nine RBIs. Is that correct? Yeah, he was four for six with two doubles and two homers. He's yeah. already got seven on the season. And now I say already seven on the season. He's missed most of the season. Yeah, he has. So he's had five homers in his last four games since coming off the IL. He has come off the IL like jo- like Josh Young did in double A. Yeah. And has been tearing the cover off the ball. He's basically the Joey Gallo of Hickory right now. Yeah, and, and Blaine Krim was three for four with two home runs. He's yep. got 16 on the season, and he's hitting 289. And Zach Kent, let's give a, t- a cap tip to him. Yeah. Six no-hit innings last night, one walk. The only base runner was one walk, and yep. he struck out nine. His ERA is at 304 on the season. Zach Kent, you know how I love that pitching, Ben. I love to see that. Yeah, especially when your team's out there putting up all those runs. You're in the dugout a lot. Yeah, You're in the dugout for a while in between innings. And it seemed to not bother him whatsoever. He got, nope. he went out there and, and just just shut him down for six 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 innings. And Kellen Strom also four for five with a double. Now he's hitting two eighty. Yeah. So we started we, we talked at the beginning of the season how man Hickory just cannot hit to save their lives. Their high they was a batting average was two thirty nine was the highest yeah for like the first quarter of the season. And now since then and maybe maybe Foskey's given a kind of a, a shot in the arm to the team. I I don't know, but. They, they sure tore it up yesterday, and that was great to see. Yeah, I'll say one thing, and we, we mentioned it on this podcast quite a lot, is how you guys, I mean, people, Rangers fans that are frustrated with the way the team is playing right now, just wait. The minors is literally stacked. Yes. I know people are like, oh, but I mean, it is literally stacked. If you look up and down the minors, we have players at every position. We have pitchers. We have infielders. We have outfielders. We have DHs. We have catchers. We have everything coming up that is highly talented players. And are they all going to work out? No, but when you have that many, I think you're going to have a lot of them work out and make it to the majors, whether with us or for a trade for someone else later on. We've got some amazing talent in all levels of the minors right now. Yeah, and what was I saying for, to, from the get-go, from the beginning of the season, put as many players in the pot, turn up the heat, and see who comes to the top. That's what it is this year. And that's what's happening. And you're seeing it up and down the organization. And now you're about to inject these new draftees into the minors as well. Jack Leiter, where is he going to go? And it's, it's going to be interesting because now you don't have short season anymore. So that's an organization you can't, you can't unload some players to get at bats and, and get some innings in. So that's going to be interesting where they, where some of these guys get placed and some of them, I mean, a lot of them, not a lot of them, but some of them are not going to even sign. Some of them are going to go on to their college commitments. So yep. That's, you, I mean, that's just a part of the draft every single season. But you got to find find places to where. I mean, you're gonna have to send them to the Arizona Fall League. I mean, you're gonna have to try to find them places to play. And with as loaded as the team is right now, up and down the minor leagues, it's a very good situation to have. And right now, like yeah, like Ben said, just wait because it's not gonna be it's not gonna be this way next year. I can, I'll go ahead and say it. It isn't going to be this way next year. No. The team's not going to be horrific. You're going to see a lot of young talent injected. Now, are they going to be – I mean, they won't, might not even be good technically per MLB standards, but you're going to see some of these players get in there 
and start sh- start showing their worth. We haven't even seen guys that um, we're, we're looking forward to seeing. Like you and I were just now talking about getting Curtis K- Curtis Terry, up, yeah, uh, to let him DH and, and, and maybe sending Abanias down to get every day at bats and let Terry hit platoon with uh, platoon at DH against lefties. Yep. Uh, so and you know it's and, and even uh, Leody Tavares, we haven't even seen him back up yet. That's another guy. I mean, that it's just there's so many there's so many spots, and I know we're, we're skimming through the, the the minor leagues right now. But I just had to just had to say that. Yeah, we yeah. we've been talking about it. And I remember. I mean, I've said <laughs> that's the term I've been saying, or not the term, but the phrase I've been saying is put as many of these names, put as many of this, as many talented players in the pot, turn the heat up, and see how. See how many or see who comes up to the top, and, and we're seeing it. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com. <laughs>